On leaving the synagogue, Jesus entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Simon's mother-in-law lay sick with a fever. They immediately told him about her. He approached, grasped her hand, and helped her up. Then the fever left her, and she waited on them. When it was evening after sunset, they brought to him all who were ill or possessed by demons. The whole town was gathered at the door. He cured many who were sick with various diseases, and he drove out many demons, not permitting them to speak because they knew him. Rising very early before dawn, he left, and went off to a deserted place where he prayed. Simon and those who were with him pursued him. On finding him, said, Everyone is looking for you. He told them, Let us go on to the nearby villages, that I may preach there also. For this purpose have I come. So he went into their synagogues, preaching and driving out demons through the whole of Galilee. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The musical Les Mis is actually based on a novel, whereas in the musical of Les Mis, their central love story of Marius and Cosette is kind of presented as the central theme that these two end up being happy. And that does happen in the novel, but there's actually an interesting line shortly after Marius and Cosette get married. The author, whose name I'm now forgetting, of the novel makes an interesting comment. He talks about how Marius and Cosette are rather obsessed with the newfound happiness that they have discovered. And then he makes a comment that they had not yet discovered that life, though, is not about happiness, but instead, it is about doing our duty. And I think that that's a rather important theme for us to recognize, not because happiness isn't possible, but because ultimately the point of life is not to seek happiness. Because if we seek happiness in and of itself, ultimately it will lead to our destruction and it will lead to us not doing as the Lord wills for our life. In our first, in our second reading, and also in our gospel, there is an emphasis placed both by Paul and then by our Lord upon the necessity of preaching the gospel, that they do what they must in order for God's reign to ultimately come to fruition. And I think this is an important thing for us to remember, that if we seek happiness, what we often see whenever people do this, is that they go off after all the wrong things. This is most clearly shown in the reality of addiction, a sad, sad reality that ultimately results in someone believing that one behavior, a drug, will ultimately lead to their happiness. The next high will save me. The next high will make my life meaningful. And we can do the same sort of thing in our lives of faith, in our own lives. It doesn't have to be a drug. It doesn't have to even necessarily be a sinful behavior. But we convince ourselves that if I have the right spouse, it'll fix me. It'll make my life perfect. If I have this right situation, this mountaintop spiritual experience, then everything will be smooth sailing after that. Again and again and again, we can tell ourselves this lie whenever really the answer is so often lying right in front of us. That the duty that we have in our everyday lives 
is ultimately where true happiness is going to be found. And not a fleeting, disappearing, self-aggrandizing happiness. But instead, a happiness that comes, as again we see in St. Paul's reading from, second reading from St. Paul, that ultimately whenever we preach the gospel to those around us, that is carrying out our duty. Because as we see our Lord, and I think this is a rather interesting thing, that our Lord goes off to pray, and of course we always need to be people of prayer. This is, in Mark's gospel and also Luke's gospel, a rather important aspect of Jesus that we don't always necessarily think about. Often he is seen at strange hours, hours of solitude, to where he unites himself to his Father. He gives and sacrifices even time his sleep that he might be in closer union with him to more fully carry out his Father's will, to carry out his duty. Everyone is looking for you. And we can hear it, and it makes sense. Lord, let's stay here. You're popular. All things seem to be good at this point. Let's just ride this wave. But then he makes very clear. Let us go on to the nearby villages that I may preach there also. For this purpose have I come. Now, most of you probably in the pews are not going to be called to go to the far lands to preach the gospel to every corner of the earth. However, it is incumbent upon us to preach the gospel in our everyday lives to those who are around us. Again, often our duty, our happiness, are intimately bound up, and they're so often found right in front of us or right next to us. Our spouses, our children, our parents, our co-workers, our friends. Do we truly seek to show the love of God to those closest to us in our life? Do we show proper affection, adequate affection, to our spouses? Do we try to treat our children as the gift they are? And as children, do we treat our parents with the respect that they are due? Do we, in our lives of work, actually give a full day's work to our employer? And if we are an employer, do we treat our employees with justice, with the duty, with treating them with the charity, but then also with the justice that is due to those who they work with and those who, for whom they work for and serve? See, in all aspects of our life, the gospel is meant to permeate. The gospel is what? It is ultimately the reality of the incarnation. Christ came for us. Christ, Christ died for us. And he rose from the dead so that those of us who had been baptized into his death might share forever in his life. And this is what has been meant for each and every human person. But then from that central reality falls everything else. Ultimately, Catholicism, Christianity, as a unified whole. That's not just simply some reality that we assent to logically, intellectually, with our speech. And instead, it's something that is meant to transform every single action and thought that we have. The Lord desires for you and me to carry out what he has called us to for the purpose he has put us on this earth. 
and that is innumerable, unique, as each of us are. And so it's important for us to recognize that in our daily duties, in our daily responsibilities, at home, at work, in our free time, our recreation, that the Lord ultimately calls us to a deeper union with him. He calls us in those everyday moments to transform all things in Christ. Let us go on to the nearby villages that I may preach there also. What are those areas of your life, those nearby villages, that you still need to go to? Perhaps you are still clinging to a particular sin or inordinate desire within your life that you know that you need to let go of. Perhaps you have not given the Lord full control in your marital relationship. Perhaps there is still a clinging, a contraceptive mentality that still dwells there. Perhaps in your work life, you still hold back and try to just simply eat by. Or perhaps in our other aspects of our life, the Lord is asking us to give him more time in prayer, give him more of our pocketbook, but we're not willing to let go. Allow the gospel to reach every corner of your heart, your mind, and your soul. And in doing so, carrying out those duties that the Lord lays before you, you will discover the true happiness that he has for each and every one of us. It is ultimately taking up our cross daily and following him.